Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. All right, so we are joined in studio. Kevin Kelly is here. Nancy Holtis is here. And they're going to be here tomorrow. So if you really hated the show today, wait till tomorrow. Really going to suck. And the wizard is here. <laughs> Question of the day is, what's the best movie you ever saw? I think Christian's obviously detained. It's not back there. So I think that was our official question of the day. Did you come up with one? Like ever? Yeah. What's My favorite all-time movie you ever movie? saw in the theater. Oh, in the theater. Yes. Oh. None of those. None of those uh, weird adult rentals that you got back in the day, Nancy. I don't want to hear <laughs> you about know what? it. Just don't zip it. You. Well, my they're, they're balls. Give us one. I just threw one out, and it probably is not my absolute favorite, but I threw out, you know, Top Gun Maverick, and you didn't like it. But what? Just name one. Name one. What pops into your head? Et Saving Private Ryan, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Saving Classics. Private Ryan was a great movie in the theater. It was very I feel powerful. Like you guided her into that. Well, Coach, I'm trying to help. You're right. She's not giving. We ain't got all day. Bobby Swafford's here to chit chat with us about AAA goings on. I appreciate him coming in. It's good to see you. How are you? There was, there was a time where I couldn't have had you guys in the studio together, but it's good that you and Coach Kelly are on uh, good terms. Well, We've already found common ground, that's too. Right. He goes down to Oakland. I like Oakland. Yeah. So what we happened is he, we had for him to stop coaching and for me to actually join the AAA, so it's all good. The time so is new good. blood. Yes. Well, we all covered your games when you were coaching, so it's fine. We'll ask yeah. you, too. I need to, we need to get into what you're up to now and what you've been doing since you left uh, the Blue Hose. But, Bobby, let's talk about the AAA now. And the story I saw this morning, good job, Henry Apple, out of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. AAA proposal touts scheduling changes, but this is not related to football. You guys have already kind of gotten through all that. Mm-hmm. So what are we what are we changing? Uh, so it's, it's mainly basketball, some other sports. We passed this rule for so some of the spring sports. What it does is allows you to schedule your games and more so tournaments ahead of time. Because now with the uneven conferences and for as number of conferences uh, games, so if you're say you're Fortman Northside, you're in a league with nine teams now. So the number of conference games are going to go up. It still allows you to play your, the number of tournaments, maybe national tournaments, if you've got one of those type teams. So it, it gives you more flexibility with your scheduling, even though your number of conference games is going to go up. Okay, very good. Uh, anything new with football to get ready for? Yeah, so this year we've got the uh, the, the competitive equity uh, factor going into it, which is uh, means if you've been successful as far as a private school over a four-year span, you could have been moved up or moved down. And this year, the first year of it, there's a lot of private schools who have moved up or down. Uh, Pulaski Academy, Little Rock Christian have both moved up to Class 6A. There's 19 teams in Class 6A, Little Rock Catholic actually drops down to that 6A classification. So the conferences are, are very different. Harding Academy, after their, their their run in 3A, they're now in 4A. Shallow Christian moves up to 5A. So there's a lot of moving parts, and a lot of conferences look very, very different than they did the time last year. Okay. So no more multiplier, though. No, the multiplier's been taken out. So if you're not com- competitive at the at, at, in your classification, look at Little Rock Episcopal, who went to eight-man football. They've been able to drop down. Little Rock Hall, uh, there's a public school, but they're, they're, as they've reclassified as a STEM school, they've dropped all the way down to 4A. Subiaco Academy chose to stay with eight-man football, but they would have been a 2A team. Uh, so there, there's a lot of movement up and down. And what we want is we want these teams to be able to be competitive where they're at. Subiaco, Episcopal, they weren't competitive where they were because of the multiplier. So now we're giving them the opportunity to play more to their level. But if you're really successful, like a PA, a Christian, it kind of puts you in a competitive balance against teams that are going to be more competitive with you. I've always been a big proponent of this. When I heard mm-hmm. this was coming out, people were like, oh, no, they're trying to do I'm a big, big, big mm-hmm. proponent of it. Now, I would like to see it, and not because it's private-public. I would have liked to have seen that in the public schools as well. Let's go to European soccer mm-hmm. relegation, and, and, and if you're good, let's move you up if you're down. The problem- oh, and you have got a good setup mm-hmm. uh, of the, the point system and the way it's done. I'm a really a big fan. I wish it was across the board. So 
That means Bryant would teams, be the 8 a champion before no, the season no, started. You know the what I mean? Yeah. Some of the teams that are playing Bryant now, you know, oh, mm-hmm. th- that are in that league that aren't going to win any games in that That's league, right. let them have a chance to move down. Move some of the 6A teams that are doing well. Let those guys go yep. compete. You know, we we played Bryant the last four years I was there in a preseason game where we played all you know everything except kickoffs mm-hmm. and and uh and, and that made us better you know and that's going to give and it gives you a chance to go against those guys and see somebody different i love what y'all are doing i i hope eventually people see the value of it and everybody says hey public and private let's all mm-hmm. do it this way i think it's great i actually would love if we did it for public schools as well of course that probably would never vote of course the schools make the rules and we just enforce them uh but, but if you do that there are a lot of teams who can't compete at 7a there's a lot of teams who can't compete at 4a who are probably better off as a 3a uh, i would love to see that put you know you put your best teams in the league uh louisiana did something to that effect you probably know this a little better than i do you know they moved evangel Chris which was one of their smallest schools all the way up to the top, and they won that championship. Mm-hmm. Well, then they changed the rules, like, all right, you're going to play in 2A. And that kind of shut down Evangel Christian's dominance as far as a national or regional type power. I, I like it. This is going to be the first year. But this is not just a football move. This is for every sport and sports specific. What's going to be really interesting is when we get to, to basketball or the spring sports, you may have a boys team that's in the 5A, and you may have a girls team that's a 3A. And so your conference games may not necessarily line up. It's going to take some more, a lot of work from the ADs and the schedulers to make those things happen, but what we want, it's going to be more competitive across the board. So wait a minute. So we're talking about this is just for football, but you're also doing it in other sports? Every sport. It's across the board. Every single sport. Every sport. So if you're really good in baseball... Mm-hmm. Or I'm you're really up. like if you don't win any games in baseball and your football team's great, so they could be in seven mm-hmm. A and you could be in four A for 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 baseball. Yeah, so they're, they're only allowing you to drop or rise one classification every four years because okay. it's based on four year increments. But yeah, so you could have a six A football team, a five A b- basketball team, a four A softball team. Is so, that good? I, yeah. I think as long as it's competitive, well, isn't I think that it is. The way that the public the public school system works no, anyway, right? No, if you're you're one classification, with the exception of football, because right. football is the only classification with seven A. But say if you're a six A football school and you're a public school, you're a six A softball, six yeah. A baseball, six A soccer. Well, I think that's the way that it should be. Well, but he's well, saying with the, with the private schools though, they're going to move up and down depending mm-hmm. on their level of competitiveness. I can see upside. The problem is, again, we're talking about this a lot with college sports, too, mostly football, about creating conferences and having rivalries and having competition that is familiarity there. With this, you could be playing a completely different, basically, conference schedule mm-hmm. or you classification are. schedule. You are in most, most yeah. cases. Yeah. Uh, you would, and so I, it's, I think Shiloh Christian is, is the one that, that comes to mind uh, with basketball. Uh, they won a state tournament game this year, which caused them to stay put in four, in 4A basketball. The girls are dropping down to 3A because they have they, they blow that competitive balance threshold. I, I think that's that's the example that, that pops to my mind because they won a state tournament game. They were the four seed, pulled an upset in the first round. That allowed their, or forced them to stay put, be considered deemed competitive, and so now they're going to have a completely different conference schedule than their girls are. And the only, the only knock against that from the administrative side and I was on that you know as the AD and and this is the only part I didn't like about that was is you know usually because of to save money your your guys and girls basketball team will travel on the same bus That's right. but if your guys are playing one class during a different conference and the girls are playing other on Tuesday nights they're going a different direction you don't get the same crowd the boys crowd mm-hmm. can't watch the girls crowd and vice That's to me the only downside of it being somebody that likes things different, I always like the fact that we're, we get a chance to move around and make new rivalries. Mm-hmm. Because 
in the world, you, you get tired of playing the same teams over and over and sure. over. So it does offer that yeah. up. I I just chose to look at the positives mm-hmm. of it, and I like it. But again, I do think the pr- public school should have to do it too. Let them break up and move up and yeah. down, have to go different directions, because they control the vote. We know the narrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking to Bobby Swaffer from the AAA. Coach Kelly, uh, Kevin Kelly is here, Nancy Holtis as well. What I do, I was curious about too, how hard will there be difficulty in your mind of teams – um, finding regional games if they're moving. Like, I'm just thinking about a Little Rock school. I mean, how much 2A competition is there locally that you mm-hmm. can get into? Well, that, that's tough. I mean, so if you're talking about Episcopal, um, and that makes it really difficult to schedule. So you're going to be on the bus for a little bit longer than others. Uh, I mean, the, the non-conference uh, oh, helps with, with, with yeah, the right. week zero of it. Uh, I, I'm with you. I mean, the travel is going to be difficult. Uh, you could have a conference game during, you know, middle of – January on a Friday night where you've only got one game. Only your boys are playing or only your girls are playing because you may have an odd number of teams in your conference. So there are some hurdles that these schools have to essentially live with and, and jump over. But I like the 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 outlook of it and the yeah. potential of it. And now we got to see how well it executes. Yeah, I like it better than I, I like the multiplier, the flat multiplier, mm-hmm. because obviously that hurts some teams that were smaller and not yeah. competitive. Let me ask you about uh, – now, Coach, you can weigh in on this too, and I know you know this too, Bobby, but my, my recollection is that teams make in football – Two-year agreements for non-conference games mm-hmm. is that is that right? That's correct. But these cycles are three-year agreements, right? So they're four for the private okay. school. So what it does is it allows the Pulaski Academy, who's moved to six A, to have a full four seasons is what the the, uh, the equity is factored on in that classification. So we're not basing your results on okay, you spent two years in five A, two years in six A. Well, you were really successful in the lower classification, so that's going to move you up again. So we want you to have those four full seasons in that classification to base your next cycle up. So if you stay put, you. It's so it happens, but you could also move down or you could also move up again. And they have, did it right with the four years because then that takes the two years. They get to right. make mm-hmm. two two-year contracts. Sure, that makes sense. So. Yep. Do you have uh, – are there two classifications in eight-man or one? So there is only one sanctioned. Okay. Uh, so you have to be a 3A or a 2A team uh, to be a sanctioned AAA football squad. So if you're a 4A school who chooses to play eight-man football, and there's five of them, I believe, five or six, that's not a sanctioned AAA sport. So, so that, that's a club title. sport. They cannot win a championship. But so they can play. But they can play. We can't, we can't tell a school what they can and can't do. But we can say, okay, you're not a AAA member in football because of this. Gotcha. What type yeah. of pushback has there been, whether it's from admin, whether it's from coaching, whether it's from parents? Has there been any negative pushback on this? Yes. So the, the negative pushback that we've gotten are from the schools who have been directly affected because private schools are moving into their conference or it could be because they've affected their conference schedule. So you take a Greenbrier who's now moved up to 6A because what we did is we took the private schools out of the classification conversation. So the top 16 public schools are 7A and we place the private schools. And so 7A this year, Jonesboro moves up because they replaced the Little Rock Catholic as number 16. That's that's 7A. 6A, we've got 19 teams. We've got 16 public and 3A, 3 private. So the people who are pushing back the most are, because it's, it comes fresh into my mind and we're talking 6A is Greenbrier. They would be a 5A school if the three private schools were placed into the 16 and so adding up to the 19. So instead of being the largest 5A school or one of the largest they're the one of these smallest 6A schools. Having okay. seen what I've seen from Greenbrier the last couple of years, I think they're going to be okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I, mean, I can understand the yeah. complaint. That for league, sure. that league is brutal. I mean, yeah. coach, and you've seen some some tough leagues. Obviously, the 7A West, what the 7A Central is now. The 6A West this year with PA, Lake Hamilton, Greenwood, Little Rock Christian. That's that's murderers row. Yeah, I mean, you can be really good and go five. And you know, five. but yeah. but it makes it better. My last year there, year before last, you know, three of the final four and 5A were from our conference in the 5A Central. Right. And I mean that just happens, mm-hmm. and, and and I think it happens because. 
they all find ways to get better to compete, and then you end up having a conference that looks a lot better. Mm-hmm. And the other one's sitting over here, and they're not making it, beating them in the playoffs. But then they'll figure it out. One of them will beat them. They'll copy them. It's a copycat kind of yep. a thing, and and it works out like it's to me. It works out like it's supposed to. And people need to. And this is one reason we'll talk about this later. I'm doing the business I'm going into. People need to quit. In my opinion, you want your kid to win. Okay, but don't want him to win by moving him down or playing lesser. You know, I don't want to play the neighborhood team over here to get a championship. You know, want to win by putting against the best competition because in the in the world we want people to learn to be competitive against the best. That's what oh, you can be to get into college, to get great jobs, to get the Step better wa- to the get the better spouse. And they uh, and and I think the people that appreciate that are fine with this. And I get everybody wants their kids to win a championship, but I wouldn't want it to. I wouldn't want to win it. By moving down and battling the AAA to move mm-hmm. down. Matter of fact, we were the team. We weren't even ever supposed to be in five. We were supposed to be in four. I petitioned to move up a whole other classification mm-hmm. the last eight years of whatever we were in it because we wanted to play higher. And if we lost, we lost. You know, you could have gone down a classification. It had been a lot easier. But I wish people would go, you know, we want to compete at the highest level and win. Everybody wants to win, mm-hmm. but we want to compete at the best level. Yeah, and I'll back that up. There are some schools, and I, I don't have the list in front of me, so I can't go, who petitioned to move their other their boys or girls team up because their girls or boys team was also moving up. So they said, we want to stay in the same league with our male or female counterparts, and so they've moved yeah, them up. that makes sense. Okay, and I think that, yeah, from a financial standpoint for some schools, yeah. that's going to be important. Um, I was going to say, this is going to sound crazy to some people, and for those of you who are really gnashing your teeth over whether or not your child is going to have a chance to win a state title or be competitive in sports, uh, I don't really care because I don't think my kid winning a state title is going to significantly change my life or his. I would love for them to win a state title when he's in school. He's got three years left in high school, and they're working really hard to try to win as many games as they can. But if you really get yourself a little perspective and take a good long look at the mirror – it's not going to change anybody's life one way or the other. Yeah, but there's not, a lot of yeah. lessons to be learned from getting your butt kicked occasionally, too. Agreed. I mean, I, I played high school football in Oklahoma, be it, so take that for what it's worth. Uh, we went 2-8 and eight as a sophomore. We started 21 sophomores. And my, my senior season, we went undefeated. We earned that. I mean, we had a, barely a winning record in high school because we got our teeth kicked in, but we we earned that right to play on the field. Our, our conference didn't change. We played the same teams, three teams, all three seasons, and we just happened to get better and, and finally got that chance to go out and compete. Same here. 0-10 my sophomore year, one conference our senior year at Glenwood. Yeah. And, and, and But but you're right. The state championship is not going to make a difference, but all the little lessons they learn, the commitment, that somebody counting on them, the, mm-hmm. you can make it through hard times. Football is freaking hard. It in is. August, it's hard. And you go through, and I can't tell you, 25, 26-year-old, 30-year-old kids I have now that text me every day and go, you know what, I learned that I could make it through this hard time in my life now because I made it through football. And, and to me, the lessons they're learning there are way more important than championships. Yep. But people do like the championships. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I, And look, it, it does. it's not just football because it's really hard to go through all the off-season training when you're mm-hmm. not getting the glory of a game or yeah. you know wins and losses and all those things. I mean, it's tough. It, there, it is. I mean, it does – how much, how much do we talk about discipline with kids these days? I mean, it's so important, and there's a lot of lessons to be learned whether you're winning a ton of games or not. And it's the last place to me on earth where the locker room can be completely void of religion, politics, and everything. You come together, and if you've got a leader that can bring those guys together as a real team, none of the stuff that we all think sucks right now in life as far as the division, none of it's there in that locker room, and that's the best thing about it. Bobby, good seeing you, buddy. Thanks for coming up. You can hang out if you want to. Uh, Always a pleasure. Again, I don't really care necessarily whether or not my kid wins anything, but if Arkansas doesn't win a national title soon, I may freak out. So let's go check out how close they are with David Basil.